Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, Rotatoes, boy. We've got a treat in store for you today. It is the finale of Arc two that is right arc two episode four very excited we've got another full sode for you today uh we're not gonna do part one part two for this episode because it's the finale and we wanted you to be able to digest the whole thing in all of its glory and it means that next week we can start on arc three episode one which is where you will get to hear the origins of a certain freya black uh who is a little bit of a uh, celebrity amongst the rotating heroes crew and you might recognize freya black and victoria longwell who plays freya black from arc eight which is currently up and available on the rotating heroes patreon so if you want to hear uh arc three arc four five six seven and eight you'll be able to listen to all of those arcs in their entirety next friday everything will be uh out for arc eight obviously you can go ahead and check out the patreon right now and you'll get access to arcs one through seven and the first three episodes of arcade and then the fourth episode of arcade will be releasing next friday i hope you go and check it out it's gonna be a ton of fun very excited to be wrapping up my first arc as dm this has been such an amazing journey and i'm very very excited to be here um but i'm really really excited to see how this little adventure here ends uh for for our crew because we do nothing if we do not stand ali beardsley and nancy ray gan so I hope that you've been enjoying Arc 2. Please let us know. Leave us a review so that more people can find our show. And uh, yeah, check out the Patreon. Check out the Patreon anyway because you can join as a free member as well where you can get access to updates and things like that. We generally try to run the show through the Patreon. It's just like an easier place for you guys to get all of your information, all of the rotating hero stuff. If you want to hear about it, the first place to hear about it will be over on the Patreon, including... Next week, we will be releasing a monthly update episode, which is where me and Zach chill out and talk about everything that's happening within the world of Rotating Heroes. And we uh, will actually be revealing the cast for Arc 9 in our monthly update next week. You don't even have to be a Patreon member to hear the monthly updates. You just need to be a member on the Patreon. You can sign up for free on there and then you'll get a notification when the monthly update is posted and we'll be dropping the cast for Arc 9. So please get excited. It's going to be amazing. We've got a great, 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 great cast and I'm looking forward to telling you all about it. So without any further ado, without any more of me blabbering on, why don't we go ahead and listen to this amazing episode with your DM, Zakoyama, who was in the past. T- take it away, past Zach. And now presenting the Rotating Heroes Podcast. 
Welcome back to the Rotating Heroes podcast. We are on arc two, episode four, the final episode of the second arc. <laughs> Can't believe we've gotten here. I'm joined, <laughs> as always, so far for the final time by the uh, rotators of the second arc. Uh, I have with me uh, the Loxodon Druid Grib, a.k.a. Fill in the blank, please. What <laughs> Jacob. Jacob. (laughs) Threw a little bit of a curveball. Went to the guy who usually goes last. Fill in the blank. (laughs) He he had it in the chamber already. There's nothing else to do. It's got to be the first thing. Like I said, consistency, man. Mm. Click, click, boom, baby. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no. Hashtag first kill gang. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, you just heard their voice. Hashtag first kill game. Hashtag uh, dachshund life. Um, mm-hmm. We have the human monk, uh, the way of the drunken master, but way of the double down is more like it. Uh, we got <laughs> fill in the bank blank, please. <laughs> I'm going to fill up the bank. <laughs> oh, no. We're all going to start already. This is, this is feeling very focused and very... <laughs> easy to follow <laughs> yes we got well I, I guess i'll just say their name it's uh this is nance aka Allie beardsley hey what's up all right here's a roll for how this fu- this finale will go literally a nat 20 no way literally a nat 20 okay. here we go bullshit Waste. bullshit sadly sadly wasted <laughs> prove it here. prove it that's crazy that is crazy uh <laughs> finally yeah that is crazy <laughs> That Speaking is crazy. of crazy, um, the madman himself. <laughs> the madman, the mad hatcher of the group, uh, the clockwork sorcerer, gnome, turbine spizzle sink, aka fill in the blank, please. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Not even committing to the what's up. No, this is, hi, it's me, it's Mike Trapp. What's up? <laughs> Hell yes. Whoa. Three rotators what's up? with the exact same name. Separated at birth, mm. baby. <laughs> Zach, I'm not gonna do this, but I all week was making myself laugh thinking about like if you're on someone else's podcast, at any point you really could just be like, and we're gonna find out about that after the break. <laughs> like we're gonna take a quick break and uh, after that find out <laughs> Find out what? what just that you? cadence popping into that cadence. I feel yes. like it's so jarring for a listener. They're like, Whoa, whoa, yeah. Yeah, I, I really wouldn't know what to do with that if we took a break already that's crazy <laughs> that, after the break we'll find call. out just what happens to grip <laughs> <laughs> guys a good night's sleep is so important that's why casper mattresses make it so- <laughs> <laughs> we just do our own toothbrush commercials yeah People are like, aren't I paying for this? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't this a Patreon? Why are there ads in here? Well, that's how mm-hmm. podcasting ads work. You just read the ad and then they have to pay you. It's kind of like a royalty, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's how it works. Yeah. You, 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 they get locked into it just by us mentioning it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I'm sponsored by Nike, Microsoft, Tesla, <laughs> um, uh, Bitcoin, the idea of it. Wow. Just uh, the concept Elon Musk of. Personally. Yeah. <laughs> Well, enough bullshit. Let's get right into <laughs> wow. it. I'm scared. Okay. I'm so scared. <laughs> oh, God, as you should be. Speaking of scary things, let's get into the recap of last episode. 
So last time on the Rotating Heroes pod, Turbine, Grib, and Nats, and everyone aboard the Seagrass had a bit of a breather after making it through the turbulent waters and rocky outcrops near Solidport. Once in open waters, the crew decided to spend a little time investigating just exactly what was going on with their charter guests, the obnoxious rich family with seemingly some secrets, the Dugans. While Nance consoled Bexy, Griv and Turbine were able to catch Jesse Dugan Sr. when he was a little in his cups and feeling honest. He confided in them that per some gambling debts, he was forced to do a favor for Roland Vokes, a rival family on uh, Aurora Avenue, and turn a blind eye to some cargo being added to the Delchamp's diplomatic mission, which led to the Delchamp family sending the Saltbreakers after their voyage. No thanks to Cream, Grib, Turbine, and Nance met back up and searched the cargo. With uh, Turbine's nat 20 perception check, they were able to easily spot the added cargo and found an assortment of weapons, armor, and cases of wine. Without knowing 100% what was going on here, they were hesitant to mess with it much further, though Turbine took a chain shirt from the Dugan supplies and Nance unsheathed the sword before putting it back. Upon waking up the next day, Nance discovered she was not feeling great and had possibly been cursed by the artifact she touched. Uh, eventually, they arrived uh, to the connection between the Sapphire and East Sapphire Lakes, the ancient man-made canal locks. Though rumors of how weird and shitty the lockkeeper was preceded him, he ended up being a completely different type of weird and shitty. As the crew... <laughs> <laughs> As the crew of the Seagrass entered the first lock, they discovered that the lockkeeper had become one of the drowned, a waterlogged undead zombie, and to make it much worse, was commanding a squadron of sailors turned drowned ambushers trying to drown everyone on the boat. Bunch of turnt sailors, yeah. Can't even fucking These sailors swim, are turned huh? up. <laughs> Little babies can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> Get him, dude. <laughs> the seagrass pressed on, pushing back wave after wave of drowned zombie while Nance opened the valves to release the much-needed water to progress forward. After several punishing rounds, the entire crew made it to the final lock, but were stuck behind one final closed gate. On a nat 20 perception check, Grib found the source of the mess, a huge mass of drowned zombies blocking the gate in the depths below. Running out of options and dangerously low, on HP and spells, the Seagrass's brave turtle captain Yareth chose to make a daring and extremely dangerous play. He handed Grib his staff of bird calls and dove down into the waters below to thunder wave, but at the same time leaving himself surrounded and completely vulnerable to the drowned horde encircling him. And we continue this episode still in initiative right now! Oh. Uh, let me just set the stage a little bit. That'd be um, great. And give you guys sort of the rundown of where we really left off, because that outside of the recap. So this is the situation. You guys are in this final lock of the of this uh, canal lock. You don't have to go up any more elevation at all. You're at the right level elevation. But, but all the little babies are holding it closed, right? Yes, that gate was closed. But Yareth dove down below and used his thunder wave, which pushed them out of the way. It was like they were holding a door closed and got moved out of the way. So now they're the door is going to open no matter what at this point. Cool. But the problem is Yareth is still down there, surrounded by these zombies. Elsewhere, though, a thing that we forgot to touch on from last time, 
the hypnotic pattern that Turbine used to uh, sort of stop half those archers was a concentration spell. So apparently when he used haste, that went away. So those archers may eventually show up sooner than later. They were a little bit far away from where you are right now. That said, you also don't know where the lock keeper is. The last like turn or two of the fight, he was far above you doing something. Your crew members are all technically up with very little HP. I could have made a mistake here with that, but they're all technically up according to my numbers. That said, Yareth just went. Nance, it is your turn. You see Yareth in the depths below, about 20 feet down, surrounded by these zombies. He was able to push half of them back, but half of them are still pretty close to him. He could not survive. It's complicated to say for sure, but odds are he won't survive more than a round down there. So that's the position you're in at this moment. Everyone else is on the boat. What do you do? And the the doors are opening? Like the ship could start moving? The doors are starting to open now. The fact that he was able to push half of them away has started the process of the doors opening and they're, they're not going to be able to stop it anymore. So the doors will be open. Okay. I guess... Wow. So we have everybody. We're all super fucking low on HP. There are archers and Yareth is underwater, potentially about to die because he has like, what, four hit points or something like that? He has 10 HP, but there's like, I said, 30 zombies down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they will go before he goes. Yeah, yeah, totally. And before Grib goes. Okay, so I guess let's get some people below board what do you can i like turn to grib and turbine really quickly and be like what should we do should we get some people to safety so that we're then not trying to like bring people back up save my papa (laughs) (laughs) okay great grib thank you yeah Um, make an insight check if you want all right insight uh i think that's a 15 yeah 15 yeah it's a really bad situation the most pressing thing by far is Yara. Yeah, yeah. If you spent your turn, like, taking people below deck... Yeah. That probably won't be the best use of your time. Okay, I'm, well, I guess I'm just going to shout that to them so that they're aware that that's on mm-hmm. there, too. And then I'm going to say, Kawabunga. <laughs> and, <laughs> and reverse swan backflip into the water. So the wrong emphasis on Kawabunga. <laughs> You hear this strange, like, um, kind of surfer lingo uh, used in a very dramatic fashion as Nance splashes into the water. Nance, um, you're in the water. You see Yareth surrounded by these drowned blades. Half of them got knocked away that he was able to hit. Like, he hit 15 of them with the spell, and half of those guys got knocked away. There's still a good bit near him, but you know that from how attacks of opportunity work, like... If you were to move him out of the way, he wouldn't be hit. You might take a swing or two, but... Yeah, definitely. That's... And they can't swim either, right? I really just have to lift him as like higher than they can reach. True. That's exactly can true. Can you take him higher? <sighs> higher than he's ever been before. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <I'm laughs> there. Okay. There's about five songs. Can we get much higher? Oh, wow. 
Okay, I I reach down and I grab um, the turtle from Rocco's Modern Life, and I lift him up. His name is Filbert. That's <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll say you can make an athletics or a dexterity check to grab him. Okay, great. Okay, my oh, I'm gonna do a dex, baby. That's plus seven. Twenty-eight. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. I went the wrong way. 26. I got a 19 on the die. Damn. Hell yeah. So you're able to snatch this turtle by his shell and start pulling him up. There are still, like, three... I would say there's probably three within distance of you that are going to take attacks of opportunity okay. if you do this. It is kind of... You're out of really much more options than that. Yeah. So I'm going to roll some swings. I hope you roll, like really bad man yeah <laughs> so that's one hit on you an 18 on the die what's your hp at nance 22 okay so not the worst but not the worst. best so you're gonna take five damage from one of these like rusty swords that they swing out gross as they're like these weird dead-eyed zombies look up at you unable to do much but still unable to Hit you with a rusty sword. Cool. Um, but you got Yerith, and you're able to. I think you have enough movement to move away if you take a whole dash ax action. Yeah, yeah, that's boat. all I'm doing this turn for sure. I'm just getting him higher. Cool. So you're, so you <laughs> kick as hard as you can to lift this heavy turtle out of the water. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's underwater, so he's a little lighter. Yeah. Uh, but you had to swim pretty far below. Uh, you're able to get up to the back of the boat and uh, yeah, make make one last dex check to see if you can uh, pull him back up. People are there to help you, so. Ooh, 19. Great. So that will get Yerith safely back on the boat and you can climb up as well. Cool. My papa, my papa. I stash him below deck. <laughs> What's going on? Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So. Yareth is back on the boat. He is unscathed in a way that sh honestly shouldn't be possible. Uh, <laughs> but but you got him back on the boat. He still looks like uh, like he thought he was dead. Like he's just like you know spitting up seawater. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, like blinking a lot. You see this uh, this this big turtle hugs you, Nance. Uh, it's Aww. you feel this kind of long turtle claws on your back. Stubby. After Nance, Turbine, uh, it is your turn. Y'all are still on the other side of the gate. Okay. What do you, uh, there's not any enemies that you can really see from here. Mm. Um, you know that the archers are coming, but they're not here yet. Okay. To this last lock. Uh, cool. So we are, basically, we are, like, we're slowly, like, creeping through these gates, which are open. Well, yeah, the, the problem is there's, uh, Yareth was in the water, so... No one is guiding the boat at, the, at this time. Got it. Can I guide the boat then? Yeah, you can make a check uh, and see if you can like move the boat forward a little bit. Yeah, Woo! I'm gonna, gonna fucking <laughs> pedal to the metal. Let's get this boat out of here. <laughs> uh, how, you know, how do boats work? It's a big old pedal, right? You just sort of press it and the gas goes. Uh, what <laughs> check do you want me to do? Make a history check, okay. uh, DC 15. And if you do that, uh, we'll let you use another history check to, to 
guide the boat. Okay, cool. So this is like a check to see if I've ever like read anything about <laughs> like <laughs> maritime uh, whatever. Let's see. I'm uh, doing this history check. Ooh, that's a 21. Hell yeah. Hell so yeah. Turbine, you've, you've been up in the library learning all kinds of uh, stupid shit your entire life. Yeah. I mean, that combined with, you know, the day's journey on the boat, like it's not rocket science for you. Uh, yeah, you can guide the boat forward a little bit. So you start the process of, of moving the boat out of this last and final lock. Cool. Should I roll something for that? Or is it just like, I'm just- uh, ra- r- Yes, uh, roll one last history check to see how well this works. Cool. Big money, big money, big money. Big cash money. Uh, 17. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Uh, turbine, you're able to, you can't see over the wheel or even almost <laughs> under the wheel. <laughs> you it's see like, Turbine spinning around like he got caught in that. I'm like, picturing a uh, tiny like version of the Tin Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the top of the head reaches the bottom of the wheel. It's like yeah. arms straight up in the air. It's like, I, I, I hope this is right. It's like one of those training things at a climbing gym. Yeah. Just like hanging off the ground. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Turbine, you're able to get this thing going out of the port or the, uh, of the, this last lock. As you guys pass through this area, the gate is above you. You're starting to go out of it. You see these drowned blades reaching up at you ineffectually, like unable to do anything. But as you are looking in the reflection of the water below you, you notice something above you. You haven't been able to see him for a minute. The lock keeper is approaching the gate above you he's not quite there yet you 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 have basically he's spending the end of his turn getting to that spot just like above the archway of the door that we need to pass under the final door he's above the archway of the door free Um, what a creep true free now the drowned blades go this turn they're unable to do anything you've you you're basically done dealing with those. Yes! Fuck yeah. yes, dude. What a relief. They can't fucking swim. They didn't spend their turn absolutely hacking Yareth to pieces. So that is the end of the Drowned Blades turn. Grib, it is your turn. I'm going to say that you can make a you can make an insight check now if you if you want. Great. I would love to do that. Seventeen. You saw like the slash on Nance's back from the lock keeper it is a serious wound across her back from just one hit of this guy it, your back looks almost like frostbitten oh, from this blade no, no, no. he's standing up there you can tell he is you just feel the presence of this being he's much more powerful than anything else that has been on the boat um on a 17 with the shape that you guys are in right now if this thing decides to jump down on you guys i don't want to say you will it'll it'll be the <laughs> you'll all die but at, certainly certainly several people will die <laughs> i want to make this very very clear that if this thing gets on the boat you might all die all right okay understood so grib it is your turn at the end of his turn when he lands here he will he will take another turn to eventually jump at you. Basically, y'all have a little over a round to do whatever you can to slow this guy down in whatever way possible to stop him from getting on your boat. How far away is he currently from me? How many yards? He is 90 feet above me. 90 feet above me. Okay. 
So he yeah. is like pretty much out of range for me to be able to do anything. <laughs> um, actually, no, I, I, I take that back. Does haste allow me, does haste allow me to cast multiple spells? You get an yeah, extra action. You get an extra action. Yeah. So you're still in your ape form, correct? Totally. That's that's blown. And that's about to be blown. What about your little buddy? Do, your little your little mushroom buddy. Is he around? He's not. He's not around. But I have a plan. Okay. I have a plan. Um, okay. Grib looks at Nance and he's eternally grateful. He feels like he can't really do much right now as the ape, so he zoops out and he regains his Grib form. He points to get the turtle points at him to get away i point at the big bad man and i cast entangle grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20 foot 20 square foot uh, starting at a point Ooh. within range uh, for hydration these plants turn the ground in the area into difficult terrain um, he's got to make a dc spell save uh and my my spell my spell save is a 15 cool 15 great is that on his turn or immediately Immediately, I believe. Oh, okay. So Grib, uh, you, you see Grib uh, raise the uh, Yareth's staff of bird calls, and this druidic magic comes from this loxodon creature as he reaches out. You see the masonry around this gate, you know, filled in the in the cracks with moss and algae and other like kind of wet plant growth that grows on just rock. Uh, burst with life as they unnaturally just turn into vines and reach up and grasp at the lock keeper and he's gonna make a save right now let's see what he does oh man oh boy it's what what is it a uh, spell save of 15 okay my save dc and it's what kind of save again the strength check okay he's pretty weak right though because he hasn't been at the gym in a while Everything's closed down because of the pandemic. You see these vines wrapping around this powerful drowned being. He struggles against him, and it feels like he's about to burst out of them, but they lock him <gasps> down. He rolled a 10. And he struggles screaming uh, in this unnatural, like, guttural way. So, that guy's so, so weird. fucking upset. He's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, his jaw is like unhinging with his screams. It's it, it is a disgusting uh, and horrifying oh, sight. Oh, what a relief! Uh, Grib was able to lock him down to his position. Lock him down like a lock. Amazing turn. And then I yeah I, I <laughs> so still Grib, have my haste. You also have an action. I yeah. still have my haste, so I do get technically get another action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I will use that action to summon Zwamp because I believe it's different. Yeah, it's not so a spell. It's an action. It's not a spell. It's Whoa, not a spell. Oh, thank God! Cool. Yes. So I'll do More that hands. to summon Zwamp. Hell yeah. Zwam. A little burst of flame appears next to Grib. We all get and so Zwam, high. the little mushroom guy, uh, sits it. there. Hey, mm. what did I miss? <laughs> oh, Zwam, I forgot that was your voice. Quite a bit, my friend. I, I should have called on you quite sooner. should have called on you much sooner. <laughs> Who's that guy? Fuck him. Fuck that guy. I don't think, to, I don't think he gets an attack on him when he comes out. There's really no point. Wait, there was something with him though, right? Because when he appears, he does fire damage or something. Yeah, but he's he's like he can't appear close enough to him. He only he only has Got thirty it. foot. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, I believe it's only thirty cool. feet that he can zoop around. Cool. Yeah. Does he get an action when he comes out? If it doesn't say on your thing, I don't know. Uh, let me read. I'll read. Let's just assume. I'm actually gonna just end my turn. I'll. Yeah. 
I don't feel like reading. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm actually just gonna end my turn. Yeah, reading's not for me, man. Uh, yeah, Zwam appears, uh, sees sees this, uh, sees the drown uh, lock keeper screaming at him. Just <laughs> screams back at him. They're just <laughs> screaming at each other. This water and fire being scream at each other. Amazing turn from Grib. Nice. Grib, uh, after you, the drowned master goes. He <gasps> he was supposed to get. I mean, like he's supposed to spend the rest of his turn. Like this was the end of his turn. Him getting there, mm. and so he would have like prepped to jump this turn. So uh, he's going to try and get out of this spot. Mm. Um, so he gets to entangle wise. He gets to make another check. I believe is that. Yeah, I think it's just he's gonna. He can make once per turn. He can make a. He can try and break the save again. Okay. Again, 15 strength. Let's see what he does. Is this guy using legendary actions? No, it's just his turn. It's not necessarily legendary, so. He struggles against it, and he pulls at it, and he rips the the vines Fuck. out of the hole. Dang. He is out of the grapple, mm. but he is still on difficult terrain. Mm. So because he was spending the rest of his turn getting to that point, I'm going to say he is prepping to jump this whole round uh so he is like lining it up next turn he will be able to jump on your boat he's okay. doing that thing where he's sort of like he's kind of like gazing the distance. he's sort of rocking his arms a little bit like, <laughs> like i think like just before you jump off like a like a diving board or something i think i was confused because it felt like he already did this now i now i get it he was already doing that yeah, that was kind of my bad. I was I was just explaining that he was going to mm-hmm. do that in the in the future. Totally. Um, so now but, we have a but round. the way it kind of lined up was just unfortunate because now he had the turn to get out of the grapple. So uh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, all oh, the oh. other ar- drowned archers are like, do it. <laughs> I'm I'm going to I'm going to dude. Come on, <laughs> just give me a second. So after the drowned master, it's the crew member's turn. Basically, uh, they're 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 gonna look at Grib and like, what do we do? Like, uh, Todd is like, should we, what, uh, like, um, <laughs> what's up, guys? Anyone? We could we could try to get this. I don't know if this is too like fuckery, but if we try to pull some like big nets, I have like a bow and I I have archery <laughs> ability, and I could try to like. Basically, like hang like, a, like a essentially get two attacks, so I could hang each half of this net and at least try to get something that would like capture him. Um, do we do we have a sense? Is he like coming for us because we we uh, like you know he's just a fucking weird dude and we and we pissed him off, or is he after like the the contraband? That's that we a found great cue. You don't know. We don't know. Okay, he didn't say anything when we first met him that was like I when you want... first met him he, he he said none shall enter and none shall leave okay yeah that sounds yeah okay right. great cool uh and then do we is there anything is there anything we can do to like try to like really speed the boat up and just like fuck up his timing and try to like can we like floor is there, it is there like um are there like oars that we can like all like we can all start rowing or is there anything that, that we can do to, yeah like, make a perception check to see if there's anything around it's not I my mean, turn i'm just i'm just asking i don't know if that's well i mean the 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 crew is there uh they're they're wondering what to do they yeah they're conf- they, so uh if anyone wants to give them an instruction i feel like floret like is probably what we're looking at it's like we gotta just get through this this duck is 
as fast as possible. Okay. We step on the gas, old chap. Uh, yeah, Todd, Xander, Bexy, and Lexi, they're all, like, nod. Uh, and they, they start doing their crew member work of, uh, of, like, you know, raising the sails, uh, uh, you know, just getting everything ready to, like, just be in open water. Um, and I will say that this will lower the DC a little bit, or raise the DC, rather, to make it a little harder for him to jump on the boat. Oh, cool. cool. So that's their turn. After that... Uh, we're back up to the top. Mop is <laughs> doesn't have a ton to do. He's just gonna like, just try to like play defense on the back of the boat. Can I can I suggest to Mop that he um, take some of the booze and make a Molotov cocktail and chuck it at the guy? <laughs> he can try. He'll he'll make like a he can spend his turn trying to do that. I don't think he can make a Molotov cocktail and throw it in one in one turn. This guy's never made uh, a Molotov cocktail. No, um, <laughs> he'll try. No, no, no that's it, fine. It, I, I just, I didn't. I, I'm just like, like if he's just gonna be like standing around, it's like, well, try that. But if he's gonna be actually doing something, I don't do. I something. mean, he can ready an action to like do something in the worst case scenario. Ooh, I like that. You know, as many people readying an action. So Mops just like, all right, guys, I'm just gonna just be ready to like, you know, to like show him what's what. Um, <laughs> cool. So Mops at the at the ed- edge of the boat watching this this figure. That has just burst out of these vines. Um, after that is Yareth. I'm going to see if Yareth has any spells that he can use for for the purposes of this. He might have something he can do. So it's very good that Yareth is back on the boat at this point because he is a little flexible, a little more flexible than the other characters in terms of what he is He's actually so flexible. He's really into dance. <laughs> <laughs> so Yareth puts both legs behind his head. <laughs> and he casts. <laughs> Watchkeeper's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is sucking his own dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's very flexible. Perfectly cuttable. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He only has first level spells left. And so he's going to use his last first level spell to cast Fog Cloud. Oh, awesome. Ooh. Oh, cool. that's so And cool. he's going to cast it on on the uh, Lock Keeper. Yes. And so he's just going to uh, take away his field of vision. Incredible. Cool. And he doesn't make a save or anything. There's just a cloud of fog covering that spot. Impeccable. So he has difficult so terrain and he can't see. Yeah. And he's trying to time how to land <laughs> on our boat. <laughs> Great. Incredible. That, that we, have, we love that this. We have moved faster now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, oh, after Yareth's Nance, it's your turn. Okay, baby, you know what I'm up to. I'm finding a net. I'm taking out a bow. My range is only 60, and as we all know, he is 90 away. So what I'm going to try to do is shoot an arrow to, like, a piece of wood, either, like, in the frame or something like that, like, up in these walls and see if I can land two arrows which would hang kind of a netting that I don't think would prevent him from falling on the boat but at least like tangle him a little bit if he did somehow make it onto the boat or make it easier for us to like shove him off without getting pulled into the water with him (laughs) so you are trying to throw a net up and shoot two arrows at the net so that it pins no 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 I'm tying I'm tying a rope to the arrows that I'm shooting Oh, and they'll like okay. take I thought you were trying them. to do like a Legolas. No, 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 no. Way too Legolas, dude. 
I haven't seen you shoot an arrow yet. <laughs> so I up. throw a shot in the air and I shoot. <laughs> <laughs> A full deck of cards. I shoot all the aces. So you're just like, def you're like basically making a defense on the back of the boat to like, you're just trying to create like a wall between you and. Yeah, above us Is that what you're would saying? be ideal. So just kind of like above shooting you. and then there's like this like kind of netting up. It's absolutely not cool. perfect, <laughs> but it is tangly. Okay, well, uh, make a sleight of hand check. Okay. Make two sleight of hand checks. All right, all right. First one. Oh, shit. That's a seven. Second one. Okay. Bow. It's an 18. Okay. So an 18. So Nance is able to get one side up, mm -hmm. and then the other side, like, your arrow just, like, won't stick into the, the wood, so it, the net keeps kind of falling on your head, and it's really frustrating and obnoxious to you. Plastic. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. Mop's like, uh, Nance, um... Do you need some help or? Uh... I'm fine. <laughs> Dang. Uh, you're so frustrated. I I run with with my movement after that. I'm yeah. I am extremely frustrated. There's just some sort of saggy net on the ship now. Um, I run up to be at least next to turbine. Um, so I'm like at the wheel, and there's just like more bodies there. Great. Uh, yeah. So you go up to kind of help turbine. Uh, after that. Grib, you have one final turn before the lockkeeper comes out. I'm going to just try not to be too redundant, but I'll just try and entangle him again. Hell yeah, go for it. I mean, I have a question, so, though. If that control plants could untangle, could they also retangle? And then this would be a thing you wouldn't even have to roll for. I don't have to roll. It's just a DC save. Um, and Oh, gotcha. Oh, cool, cool. That then never you would have to roll for it what you're saying yeah oh, okay let's see i think probably less trying to think about how that would work fuckery yeah i mean so i'm sorry <laughs> no 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 it's fun to like think about um if you want to make just a raw wisdom check like there's nothing in the spell that says that uh it can cast entangle at a higher level or whatever so um yeah i think hmm since it's okay so this is a very specific situation where it's already a spot that has been entangled and he has uh, gotten out of it. You have this spell slot that is a higher level spell and it can untangle things. So I'm going to say if you make a DC 20, not nat 20, but DC 20 wisdom check or nature check, whichever you okay. want to do, uh, you can use the spell like this. And I'll say that the DC is a little harder for him. If we're willing to... Uh... Try try this different method. I'll go ahead and roll for it, and we'll we'll see see what I can do. Cool. Oh, baby boy, I rolled a nineteen. <laughs> Ooh, hey. nineteen. Yeah, and that's so. Then we'll the add. Guy. I mean, yeah, plus four, so twenty-three. Oh, great! So nineteen plus four, yeah. great. So that's a twenty-three. Great. We can use the spell like this. Uh, what is the current DC for entangle? Entangle current DC is fifteen at level one. I'll say that. Because you're using a third level spell, your highest level spell, and because of all of the conditions I mentioned before, let's just make it a 17. Ooh. All right, so DC 17. Check. That makes sense. It just goes up Hell with yeah. each spell slot. Great. So we're going to roll for the last Son of a bitch. You he son of a bitch. Shrouded by fog at this point. Yeah. You can't see him at all. Mm -hmm. And he's so he fucking weird. 
It's so weird. Oh, and when I speak to this plant, I'm speaking in Luxagon. <laughs> you all hear Grib whispering in a language you've never heard or understand. Grib, uh, I wonder if at this point you realize what you're speaking. No, I don't. Because you've never spoken Luxagon before to anyone else. Whoa. To me, it's to so me. You're speaking in a tongue. I think to Grib, it feels like the language of the plants. Great! Wow. So you hear this sort of whispery uh, new language coming out of Grib, and you can't quite see what's happening because it's shrouded in fog. You hear the lockkeeper struggling louder and louder against something. He's screaming as the boat is pulling away. You are able to get further and further out, and then eventually you look back. The boat is floating slowly underneath where the lockkeeper was. It's getting a little further, a little further, a little further. He's still screaming. And then you're out of range. Oh. Nance, it was all thanks to your net. <laughs> Fuck you, turbine. I wrapped turbine in the net. We leave him no, there. No. I'm like tied to the wheel, just spinning around. Well, well, that was something Pants else, wraps. wasn't it? <laughs> wow, Grib. Oh, everyone just plops down on what Mop plops down on the ground. The, the crew just like lays there. I take a uh, swig everyone... of Mop's Molotov cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> you you pull out a dusty rag from a bottle of booze and start drinking. <laughs> oh. Uh, you have escaped the canal locks between the lakes. Barely, though. Holy shit! Yeah, he rolled a he rolled a nine. Oh! On the what, what was he aiming? And for? then I gave him another round just to see if I could see just to see if he would jump off and be too far out of range, mm. and he didn't even get out again. Yeah. <laughs> be funny. We just hear like a splash. Compl- yeah, we just hear. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are all out of the lock and you are safely (sighs) on the sapphire lake the the one that is to the west of the the lake you were just on and you know you're all it, it feels like you just went through you know ran a marathon or something you're all beaten and you're catching your breath on the on the deck what's the surface of a boat called the deck jesus christ the The deck the deck of the boat Wow. Funny to uh, forget that word on the last episode of uh, Ark where you've been on a boat the entire time. You're there on the boat floor, and you're looking at all the... On the the floor of the... (laughs) The sideways boat front floor. The big boat blankets are blowing bowling out. The boat blankets. (laughs) A boat porch. So yeah, you're you're all able to catch your breath for the first time in a while, uh, and then you are all able to slowly notice your surroundings more this lake is very different from the one you were just in which was more of a almost basically like a sea or an ocean vibe where that was very salty water this is a freshwater lake you're looking out and it almost looks like if you ever seen like um sound of music uh like in austria like that like just incredibly pristine waters and and with a mountain range in the back like it's very like Austrian or Switzerlandy kind of, you know, like yeah. Alpine. It, Alpine, like a snowmelt lake. Yes. A snowmelt. 
Yeah, so, I mean, basically, you're all just struck by the, like, juxtaposition of the peace in the area you are in versus how horrible and chaotic the last, I don't know, couple, two days have been. Um, you're able to take, like, a short rest. Uh, you feel safe enough and far away enough from everything to relax a little bit. So everyone can take a short rest uh, or use whatever healing spells Ooh. they need. Yeah, I go down immediately and hold rest. cream. Hold cream in my hands. <laughs> hold some cream in my hands. Uh, yeah, Nance uh, holds cream. Uh, cream's aura. And uh, aura is for a dachshund, a long-haired dachshund, just shedding hair all over you. <laughs> They're actually hypoallergenic, Zach. They don't shed. <laughs> they, it's so it. crazy. They, they're the perfect dog if you have allergies. Okay. Um, I whispered to Cream, uh, no thanks to you. We got through that. He, Cream just kind of rubs their nose <laughs> like a like the, like a TV dog. <laughs> so you cute. notice that Bexy and Lexi are like crying in each other's arms. Like, I'm so sorry. I was such a bitch to you. <laughs> and Lexi's like, yeah, I just, I never really understood it. I, uh, it's like, shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, like, it feels a bit of, like, a one-sided beef. Wait, so Lexi uh, is so cool is what you're telling us. Lexi is so normal and cool. <laughs> yeah, Lexi was just like, I, you were being really weird to me for yeah. a while there. And Bexy's like, well, we can't, we honestly shouldn't get into it again. So <laughs> let's just let it go. Xander tries to hug them and they uh, turn away from him and he just goes somewhere else. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I go up to Yareth and I say, I, I think I speak for everyone here when, when, you know, we, we all saw what you did back there, um, you know, well, practically sacrificing yourself. And I, I think I speak for everyone when I say thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Thanks. Thank you. What? Thank you. Yeah. All of the crew members I turn around, <laughs> nod at Yareth and quietly whisper, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Yareth just looks around and sees this chorus of thanks. And thanks. a little bit of a... He turns away as he wipes a tear from his eye. Uh, clearly very touched by this. He's like, it's, I'm just doing what any good captain would do. And if you weather the storm, you get to see the rainbow. And he looks out at the, the beautiful uh, sapphire lights. Incredible. Uh, I'd like to go up to Grib and see if he wants to hold cream. It's a, you know, a lot of people ask me to come by for different like hospital visits or therapy. Like holding a dog can be like very uh, grounding and comforting. He's so tiny. I'm afraid I'd break him. Oh, no. I'd smush him in half. Just hold him in your big hand. <laughs> Grib is still pretty shell shocked from this whole thing. He certainly hasn't been able to process a wink of this. Um, and may never. I think I say like, wow, that's um, I just didn't know that you could speak tongues. I I didn't know that you were religious. Oh, it, that's just how I've always talked to plants. It just comes from within. Oh. I didn't whoa. know that it was a language of the gods. Am I speaking angel? <laughs> <laughs> what did you call me, Grim? Are you, are you coming are, on to I, me? Are you my angel? You turned into one of those men that ends every sentence in angel. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I, I push on that a little bit more. Like, so how did you learn what what's going on? Did someone 
So you're not a youth pastor. Uh. <laughs> Rotatoes, it is time to thank our next sponsor, Hero Forge. Did you know that from the 2nd of May to the 9th of May, which is right now, there is 10% of all physical miniatures. That's color printed plastic, premium plastic, regular plastic, bronze, and color standees. You get 10% off. And plus, there is free shipping, including international shipping, which means I will be getting on that right now because it always costs me a bomb to order stuff from overseas, and I love the fact that there is free shipping included. You can also add new merch items whenever you want to your order, which includes Hero Forge pins, shirts, dice, whatever you want. There is no code necessary. Just head to heroforge.com and start building today. If you don't know what Hero Forge is because, I don't know, you've been living under one of the many rocks of Amalar, it is a fully customizable tabletop miniatures. They are absolutely amazing. I've built so many of my characters in there to give me a nice little visual aid, and I've ordered some of them, and they just come out so, so well. So, if you want to get your custom mini in a variety of different materials, or even a downloadable file if you're lucky enough to have a 3D printer at home, then you can do so at HeroForge. So that's HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today. And don't forget to check back often as there is new content added every single week. HeroForge.com today. 10% off until the 9th of May, you know where to be. That's it for now, let's get back into this week's episode. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Gareth is going to walk up now and <laughs> yeah. say, um... <laughs> Grib, I believe that is uh, celestial's a different language. This was the language, I believe, of your people. It's been inside me the whole time. He nods. Mop walks up, nodding, smiling like he was just awkwardly trying to enter the, the conversation <laughs> circle but didn't have anything to say. <laughs> and uh, everyone make a perception check. 17. 19. 21. Everyone would know this with that, those checks. Mop <laughs> awkwardly kind of comes up to try to join the conversation circle. Uh, and uh, you hear the little, like, beep, beep, beep. And it, and it feels like it's getting slightly quicker. Turbine. <laughs> this might seem interesting to you. Is this the, the like, homing beacon? Or, like, are we homing in on, on something? You would guess, yes, that yeah. this is... Uh, that this has to do with that. Um, can I can I rotate Mop and see if he beeps at different rates depending on which way he's facing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you start spinning Mop around without asking him, and he's like, "Whoa, uh, okay." And uh, it does feel like certain directions correspond to the level of beeps, uh, mm. and so. Wait, is this boy a robot, or is he just a man who beeps? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone looks at Grib. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Bexy comes up and is like, he is clearly a robot. Oh, that's right. He's Warforged, isn't he? 
Yeah, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> oh, that's my bad. Thorny Grip. They say elephants <laughs> never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I am struck that this is the first time you've used that line. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gotta save it for um, gotta save it for the finale. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Mop is beeping faster and uh, faster when it, uh, it seems like uh, a little kind of the direction that you're already going but a little to the south of that okay. is the direction of the beeps okay does it look like it's like a huge if it's not going to be if it looks like it's like pretty close then i you know i'm it feels feel like i'll, I'll try like kind of get my bearings make some notes to myself um for when we dock if it looks like that where we're gonna dock and gonna be like really far away then i'll ask yareth if we can make a little detour uh yareth uh you 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 come up to yareth and and uh ask him about your beeping robot friend yeah and, my friend's beeping uh, a lot, um, and I just want to see where the beeps lead. So I think we should just we should move this whole boat to where the beeps lead. He like consults the clouds and stuff because he is, uh, <laughs> you know, this tempest domain cleric. You don't understand. This is obelisk like... related, okay? So we really we got to move yeah. the whole boat towards where those beeps are. I see. I am not a hundred percent sure what you're talking about, <laughs> but I will look. He considers it for a second. Um, yeah, he's like he's like it doesn't seem that much. It's a detour, but not like, you know, giving someone a ride home on the way to your house. Totally. It's not that bad. <laughs> Was so that pointed at me, Zach? Make your way. Huh? Was that pointed at me? Beardsley, I haven't given you a ride The amount of rides you gave me when I first started at College Humor were astronomical. <laughs> not on the way to your home at all. Okay, sorry. Go on. Listen, <laughs> I, uh, I... <laughs> I honestly wasn't thinking about that, so maybe that's on you. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, that was a total projection. Um, you guys handled that so, well. So, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, God well. damn it. Okay. So, anyways, uh, yeah, you, you, the the beeps get louder and louder, and um, you approach an area that's closer to the shore. It's not quite on the shore, but like you're getting to the shallower waters kind of like you could dock within a couple minutes. Like that's how shallow the water is. It's like maybe 15 feet deep. But from here, uh, everyone make a perception check. What do I, what do my elf eyes see? My no eyes. Oh. <laughs> hmm. 15, unfortunately. That's a seven. 15's good enough. Like uh, Nance. Uh, you're able to mops beeping kind of loud at this point, even if y'all don't fully understand what turbine's task is here. You know, you're his mom's friend. You you care about this too. I'm really excited about it. It's like when you're when like Aww. when you talk with like a with like a, a preteen who's like super pumped about like some like TV show you've never seen before. Yeah, it's like, I feel like it's like that with me and Nance. I'm just like, this is so cool. We're gonna learn what's going on with the album. It's called Attack on Titan. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. I'm, give, I'm giving Nance way too many details about the obelisk and just like what the beeping could mean. I'm speculating wildly and just a mile a minute. <laughs> Nance, you're nodding vigorously mm. as you uh, climb the mast. And you're able to look down into this clear water below you, and you see a lot of debris in the water, and specifically on the bottom of the water, on the like in the sand below. Oh. And it almost looks like when you see maybe a shipwreck in a weird dock, or a you know a sh like probably more like 
instead of a ship because it doesn't look like wood it looks almost like rusted pieces scattered along the coast like you know how mm. like when a ship when there's a shipwreck it's never like in just the exact same spot it kind of spreads out so that's all you see from the mass and everyone if if people go up the mass you can make an inside check about yeah like, i think i relay it. that to turbine holy crap how rusted is it i rolled a dirty 20 for my insight check um but like is it like a, a relatively it's not like a new boat that has been crashed it's like an old boat that's been weathered turbine what did you get you can use your charisma score for that if that's better uh my, my insight's actually pretty high so no 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 it's okay. it's fine as is uh 12 is what i got okay uh you guys get up the top of the mast and look out at this sort of shipwreck-esque looking situation from above the difference that you would notice on on a on a dirty 20 grib you don't really it's not really what you're interested in but from up here you can you can tell that whatever this was was much larger than a ship it just seems like it keeps going for a very very long distance and you've heard this little kid talk about this kind of endlessly you think that this could be an obelisk this the pieces of an obelisk Fuck. but you can't destroy an obelisk you can't that's just you, you can't you, yeah, uh, you can't do that theoretically say you could what would it take i don't know like a bigger obelisk <laughs> you're talking crazy grib um, is this something, can I, like, ask Turbine, like, say that the obelisk was shattered, should we be gathering these pieces, or is it long gone? You're talking about an obelisk being shattered, like, it's, like, like, oh, wh what if a mountain exploded? Oh, what if, uh... That happens, if... it's called a volcano. What well, it's called an eruption. The <laughs> volcano is what erupts, but the, I, we shouldn't get all nitty gritty. We're That's losing, not we're fun. We're losing track of the main point here. This is it's, it's impossible. You can't destroy an obelisk. Bexy calls to Grib like that's semantics. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I shouted thanks. T h i n k s. I feel like I feel like uh, yeah, uh, Turbine would be like just utterly like. Uh, you know, like, he's looking at something both, like, shattering and impossible that, like, you know, Turbine loved the obelisk in part because it, it seemed like this, this, you know, thing full of mysteries and power. And if it can be, if one can be just, like, destroyed like this, I, I think he's, like, a little, a little like, shell-shocked. Mm. Yeah. So Turbine, yeah, Mop is there with you, and he notices this, and he's like, I just, I, I didn't know that there were multiple obelisks. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, But he's still beeping. He's still beeping more and more. Whoa. And yeah, make a, all three of you can make a perception check from up here again. Perception. Seven. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to use a luck point and I'm going to re-roll that. <laughs> I rolled a 24. 17. That's a little bit more like it. Okay. Uh, yeah, with the 17 and 24, you see that there is a patch of the sand below you that is kind of glowing. I grab Mop. And uh, and the two of us kind of like, like splash into the water. I sort of like, 
uh, use mop like a like a metal detector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just sort of like, like, sort of like hoist. Even though he's so much bigger than me, just hoist him on my back and using his arm, like, like one of those long rods, and like get down to that glowing part of the sand. Uh, see if he's beeping faster as it gets the glower. Mops like legitimately transforms into a metal detector in your arms, beeping, beep, 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 and like out loud, he's going beep, 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 over this like glowing part of the sand, and turbine digs into the sand. Uh, as as pictured by trap digging on the zoom screen, um, <laughs> and it hits something hard Ow. and smooth, Ooh. and it doesn't seem rusted in the same way as everything else. And from here, you guys are able to take a little bit of time to dig this thing out. It's a big rectangular, smooth metal box that is not rusted at all. Underwater, it seems like it's making a little bit of a humming noise. It's about the size of like one of those top-loading freezers that people have in their garage. Sometimes, I'm not listening to anything or anyone else. This is like uh, this is this is ten Christmases. This is you know like this is the, the most incredible. It's like I got I just got that thing in the mail that I that I ordered that I'm waiting for, but I also didn't order it. I didn't even know this was here. Just like frantic, just like dragging this this big thing up. Uh, out of the water onto the the beach and trying to open it. Amazing. Yeah, you're you're able to like you guys are still kind of far away from the beach and it seems heavy enough that like maybe using some sort of rope pulley or something would to get it on the boat will will work. Um uh, Okay, I I'm fully in the water, but I uh, I'm really struggling with this thing right now, so I start <laughs> I call down to uh, to Nance and Grib to like, oh, someone help me. Someone help me with this thing." <laughs> <laughs> I hop down. It's okay. No, help me! You have to help me with this. You have to help me get this open. You have to go. I can put it in the water, so we can. You guys, I'll just say you take some time and get it on the boat. Yeah, there's cool. <laughs> rolls necessary. Uh, you just take a little bit of um, your day doing this, and finally get this strange box onto the boat. It's clear that the the materials are the same, but one was like exposed to the elements, right? I would say that you don't know, you would not know for sure. Uh, Turbine might know, but because this is extremely foreign to you, Grib, but but this, there is something related between the two. And Turbine, give me like one more uh, perception, or I'll say that you can use an inside, a perception, or even your charisma score for this because it is like um, it's related to like clockwork kind of stuff to like inspect it an investigation probably too would be. I rolled an insight I've got a pretty good modifier on that but it's uh I only got an 8 so that's that's all I got there I'll say that you can do that with advantage okay. just because it relates to the obelisk. All right, I'll try that one more time let's see if that's any better that's a nat 20 <laughs> Oh, oh yeah baby That's Whoa. a little bit better Turbine on a nat 20, you're looking at this. On a nat 20, still don't know exactly what it is. Because it seems like it is multiple things. Like a uh, sport. It looks like... <laughs> it's like... You, you see that it is an extremely flush metal box without much going on. But you also see like where it seems like it was connected to something and that connection was severed. Like There's like a bit of like a cordage situation that... 
has been severed. I'm relaying all of this to to Nance and Grib like like an unboxing video, <laughs> where it's like I'm putting out every detail. It's like and you see here, oh, like this is actually really nice packaging. That's it's like so super nice. Sweet like, you can see like the attention to detail oh. that they put into all this obelisk stuff because it's like it's not just like the product; it's the, the things that you put the product in that is, uh-huh. is also designed. And you can see and there's like there's this connection here, but the connection mm. I, don't, I don't know what this is about. But let's Bexy's looking at you, Nance. Like, should I rescue you? But I mean, on a net 20, you would also just, I'll tell you what, everything that you would know from that. It looks extremely flush, but on closer examination, like you see these very, very fine lines that separate it into different chunks. Like it almost feels like a McDonald's toy slash uh, Swiss army knife kind of thing mm. where it's like, yeah, this thing will transform into something else. Or, um, you know, there are, there are multiple uses of it and from your nat 20, I'll say, like, immediately you think this is related to, like, some kind of power conversion. Mm. And also, although it has multiple functions, you know at the very least it is some kind of power converter, some kind of generator, and that it also has some kind of, like, anti-rust protection. Mm. Like, it's one of those electronic things that are supposedly to, to keep things from rusting. Mm. Whoa. You know that this is exactly what you were looking for. Do I think that this will, like, get get the obelisk moving and get it from, like, my obelisk, I guess the, the unexploded one? It's hard to tell, even with a nat 20, not having it hooked up to your obelisk sure. or whatever. But you think at the very least it will, it'll keep it from, you know, it's, like, been tarnishing and slowly rusting. Yeah. Like, it'll stop that. Cool. Um, that sort of depends on the other, like, you know, even if your engine was working and your tires were fucked up. That could be the situation here for a metaphor, you know? Yeah, yeah. This isn't like the black box, like the airplane equivalent. Kind of. It's similar to that, for sure. Like, it's... But you, for whatever reason, didn't see one in your ship. Like, it may have also gotten dislodged uh, earlier. And remember, like, that they were drawing power and using the opal of, of Birmir from your first arc, like, as a power source. Yeah. That could have been because they were lacking this. Got it, got it. Um, cool. And, like, on a nat 20, like, although you can't figure out all of that stuff for sure, there are things that you uh, you, you think you could toy with it right now if you Oh, to. yeah. That's all, like, yeah. Ter- you can't stop. It's like, you know, <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to compare to something. I was like, I don't know if anyone else had this experience other than me. When I was a kid, uh, if, if we, like, if we like went some went to the mall or something and i bought a video game i would like like the ride home i would be like reading the instruction manual oh for like, sure knowing full well that like it's like i can't play this game for it's like it's fine i'm gonna read the manual back to front i'm gonna know everything about this game by the time i get home it's gonna be perfect i'm gonna plug it in i'm gonna be an expert already <laughs> that's all turbine doing. it's just like like anything you can do like poking stuff repoking stuff moving stuff around toying with it in any possible way Everyone's looking at you like, oh. Yeah, can I give him the help action in the way that only your mom's best friend could? (laughs) Yeah, I'll cast guidance on him. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Turbine, you can make like a... In a fatherly way. (laughs) Yeah, like not a sleight of hand check. A Yeah, just make another charisma check if you want. Sure, just a straight charisma? Yes, or whatever you would use to like mess with technology. I I think that's what, what we've established is like... Cool. That's a 17. Cool. Turbine... You, even though it looks so flush, are able to find a button. You press it, and the sides, like, fold down. I again scream at a pitch so high that only cream can hear it. 
besides yeah you uh cream is freaking the fuck cream out. yareth and 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 grib are all holding their ears <laughs> <at this point. laughs> uh, but the besides like unravel and roll down uh almost like this like kind of interlocking armadillo-y kind of like mm. vibes and then from the center a pole rises up with a circular almost like tesla coil looking end on it and you see a blast of light shoot into the air <laughs> a blast of yellow light shoot into the air charge like almost like a firework in the center of the sky and shoot off in different directions everyone make a perception check. <laughs> that's probably good right oh, fuck that's probably a good thing that happened oh bad so five 18 18 for me oh, oh nice. very cool Grip and I were looking in the same okay. direction yeah, and the Nancy's same. looking at the floor. <laughs> so on an 18, you have a pretty good understanding of what this thing is. Uh, you saw it shoot into the air. The, the yellow light spread again and went into different directions. Three went out generally over the distance of the direction you're going. You can't see it perfectly well because the mountains are in the way but you know that that went towards the forest mm. and one went back the direction you came from mm. seems like uh seems like it maybe maybe is communicating with other obelisks maybe whoa uh yeah maybe maybe <clears throat> whoa um interesting but yeah you have secured what you've you've come for yeah i think that's all you're able to really do with it right now. Uh, cool. i'm standing next to nance right Mm -hmm. uh, sure. uh, We're each holding one half of cream. Yeah. This is all too much for one day. <laughs> I hear you. Cream is struggling. It is really uncomfortable yeah. to be held by two different people with one hand. I crack a double down and I say, Grib, when it rains, it pours. <laughs> and I think we're in the middle of a storm. <laughs> Yareth is like slapping his knees, like ah, <laughs> laughing at this. This is exactly his type of humor. <laughs> this fucking like West Wing ass, like wink, wink. Oh my god! <laughs> when it rains, it pours. Because <laughs> um, it rains, it pours. I think. Uh, I mean, we're. What's next? What's next for us? We're pulling into. I think I got to get my box back to my obelisk. Yareth says, uh, yes, let's make our way to the final, our final destination. And he starts heading off to where the family that you have been the charter guest has been trying to go. So um, after a little bit, uh, not you haven't been traveling for that long, but like maybe an, an hour or two, you pull up on to another port, like kind of similar to Solon Port, but way smaller. Over that trip, can I just sort of like convene with Grib and Nance and just sort of be like, should we be concerned about that cursed stuff in the hole. Yeah. I don't know what to do about it. I, Your alarm like never you, went off, right? Even during all no, this but it would No, but it would have worn off at this point. Yeah, it only lasts right, for so right. long. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was like a day or something. Yeah, Jesse Dugan Sr. Uh, pops up and he's like, hey guys, um, I'm going to be honest, uh, we really were hiding a lot <laughs> while all of that shit was going down. <laughs> we were fully hidden. Yeah, you don't have to... That's not you being honest. That's uh, you saying what you're sure we already witnessed. Interesting. <laughs> An interesting way to put that to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he was like, well, I just thought what y'all did was pretty awesome. Um, 
and he yeah. and uh and he's like i, I wish uh I wish I was a braver guy, you know? And uh, he's like kind of thinking about a lot about what has happened over the, the last I put my legs of this trip. My, my swole forearm reaches out. And, it's so strong. Whoa. And it's, it's bustling as it grisp, grasps his shoulder. And I just go, you are quite the coward. <laughs> I think I look to everyone and I'm like, should we tell this guy what's in his boxes he doesn't seem to really know i tell him like i think you know i think you can be braver i think you you know you just need to to have a little bit more confidence and you know what let me give you a little something so you can feel braver and i i give him the chain mail <laughs> thing that was his to begin with <laughs> wow that's awesome i think i this looks so familiar. Um, <laughs> yeah, they make a couple. It's like a part of a whole line. It's pretty popular where it's, I'm from. I, I think I used to have one of these. They're definitely really nice. Thank you. Hey, wow. You know, you're welcome. And I just, I just hope you do the right thing. You know. Roll to see if he notices. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I think I dip down, uh, and I know I'm risking a curse again, but I grab the sword and I say, you know what? While we're at it, I want you to have this. <laughs> He doesn't recognize this, and he looks at it <laughs> from me to you. And he he's like, "That's that's all right." And <laughs> Yareth, he doesn't want to touch it. <laughs> Yareth looks at you, Nance, and is like, "Did you touch this?" I'm. You're holding it. I'm right currently now. holding <laughs> it. So yes, I'll be honest. No, <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, all right, I'm up. holding it. <laughs> Uh, Yareth I applaud like, Nance's I honesty. This... <laughs> huh. Thank you. I believe this to be... It has a different energy that I... I believe has tainted your soul a little. Um, What's that? You seem to be cursed. I, there's so much going on I didn't even notice. Uh, But luckily there are ways to remove a curse. And he like studies it for a little while. And he... Whoa. He's like, well... There are spells to be cast, but I don't actually know how to do a lot of those spells. But I know, I think I've heard of a similar weapon, and I knew tale of how to get rid of a curse of this kind. You, barring having any spells, if you sit in direct sunlight for eight hours, it should remove the oh, spell. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> I give Nance one of those like reflective screens. Yeah, to, yeah, like, I'm get, just like, a real nice tan. Wow, great, eight hours. Um, can I <laughs> tell if the Dugan like he didn't want to touch it? Was that because he knew it was cursed and he's in on it? Okay, this is what y'all know that that he knows that the Vokes family put stuff on the boat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He knows that it's probably not for a good reason. He does not recognize what you're holding, and may have made the assumption that that's not from his stuff. Fuck. So he's probably just making an educated guess about it. Hey, uh, where is this stuff going? Who are you dropping this stuff off to? I'm just, I'm going to take it to where I said I'd take it. Oh, so And at this point, info. you guys have basically pulled up to the port. There are people there. It's like a, uh, a little fishing not fishing village feels like the wrong word, mm. but like um, I would say like five or six like kind of larger fishing vessels. Beyond that, there's like a little bit of 
a um, sort of town-like vibe with like farmland and stuff. They they wave. The people there are excited to see you and uh, help you like safely dock. And you've hit where you need to go. Grib doesn't really skip a beat and just kind of gets to work and starts unloading boxes, showing off his biceps. And Turbine is doing anything he can without leaving. Like, uh, like he pretty much always has a hand on the the obelisk box, basically. Like, it is it is something the most precious thing in his life. Some fishermen come up to help, and they're like, "You want me to take this off?" No, <laughs> I practically bite them. <laughs> <laughs> just just gripping it fully, like around the whole body wrapped so around that. the box, just growling like a rabid animal at anyone who comes near. <laughs> <laughs> People are unloading and stuff, and uh, Jesse Dugan does talk to you, Nance, and is like, look, I know that I've gotten into some stuff that is not great, but I have to see this situation through. So, yeah, I've seen some incredibly brave and harrowing stuff on this trip, and I, and I want you all... <sighs> I want to thank all of you on the on the seagrass for getting us here as safely as possible. And after seeing all that you've you've done on this trip I, I think i've decided to do what's right and, and finish this diplomatic journey on my own and send my family back to Salonport with you guys and i'm just going to do this myself oh um, wow a single ounce of courage <laughs> well uh and he he looks at everyone <laughs> that was grib on the loudspeaker <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey come on man don't <laughs> Not in front of my family like that. Uh, Jesse Dugan Jr. and uh, his his mom, uh, Claire Dugan, are just like, okay, Dad, whatever. We'll see you eventually. And he's like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see you guys when I get back. And he was like, well, I might need a little help on this journey if um, if I could uh, trouble anyone to join. I'd, I'd pay you well. Hmm. Uh, I'm, um, I'm in the middle of pressing more buttons on the box. I'm barely listening. The thing is... There's a chilly night that I go to every night of the week. I'm trying to get back for the Monday one. It's jalapeno chilly night. It's my favorite one. Hmm. Grib, you feel something in your pocket. You feel your vest pocket where the envelope sits and the seed resides within. You feel it. I would say that you aren't sure, but pretty sure you feel like you felt the seed bounce forward mm. grib did your heart just leap out of your chest like a cartoon <laughs> not exactly but it might as well have i look at yareth i go do you think you can get back on your own uh yareth looks at you and sees you looking at this distant land you've never been to before and knows that this is something that you need to do and puts a a, a little claw on your shoulder you're rippling bicep. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and says, um, yes, I think we can. I think we should have much smoother sailings on the way back. We're going back a different way, right? <laughs> yes, a very different way. Okay, good. Way right. that has sort of just like a slide down. It's not, uh, there's, it should honestly Seems be... bad the way we came is what I was thinking. So maybe we should go a different way. Very little energy needs to be spent on our part on the way back. It's going to be pretty nice. nice. Well, um, <laughs> it's just a luxurious stroll back. He looks at uh, you and says, I understand that you've never quite felt at home 
in Solenport, and I feel as though the clouds tell me things, and I feel like they're telling me that you might find the answers you're looking for within the forest ahead of you. And you can only see like little bits and pieces of this forest poking out from behind these mountains in front of you. I look at the forest, I feel my heart, I look back at Yarath, and I go, you're right, I never have felt like I had a home, but you were the closest that I ever had to that. And I just touch him with my trunk, and I say, thank you. And I look for cream, <laughs> and I give cream a little pet. Loxodoxand. I look at uh, I look at this little tiny gnome and I go, I'm very surprised I didn't squish you. I'm surprised too. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me give you something, Grib. And I I, I reach in, into to my pocket and I hand Grib um, uh, the year of magical thinking with my tiny little eyes. <laughs> 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 oh God! And Spread I say, the I, good word. I, 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 I was skeptical too, but I really feel like this this made a difference for me on this most recent year. I feel like a different turbine than I was when I started. And I think it'll help you too. I take the book. I'm sure this will find me well, and maybe somebody in the future it will find them well too. <laughs> the title implies it's mostly for people with like a tiny little ass. Um and I know my ass is significantly tiny and littler than yours, but I still think there's lots of good lessons to, to pull from that. My ass is far from small. It's quite thick, I must say. <laughs> a rump, if you will. It's it, There's, like, a lot to grab onto there, I noticed. It's, like, it's like pretty strong, but also, like, the you know, it, it's, like, it's just, like, very shapely ass. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to this and going, huh. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> oh, okay, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I look to Nancy. I'll see you in the garden soon enough. And I walk up to uh, to this bumbo, this bumbo idiot who's in so much trouble. And I, I'm sure you'll pay me handsomely, and we'll get you where you need to go. Right on, man. Um, hey, uh, and he looks at the rest of the crew, and he's like, uh, "Well, I just want to reiterate what a great charter this was. The food was impeccable. <laughs> the drinks were flowing." The protection from both pirates and drowned zombies, almost unparalleled. That said, oh. <laughs> there were a few times when it felt like the boat rocked more than I would have liked. So taking that into account... Oh, come on. We uh, rely on those tips. A bag of, <laughs> we rely on those he tips. He hands a bag of gold to uh, Yareth to divvy up among the rest of you. Oh, my God. And so uh, from here on out, Grib and Jesse Dugan... Senior, stay on the pier and watch as the seagrass sails back out to sea. <gasps> with Turbine with us also? Mm-hmm. Wow. Turbine has to take the uh, got, that thing, back, get this to thing the back to my obelisk, obelisk. before wow. it falls apart. And this I got to like, get to my chili bowl. You will not believe how much <laughs> rice I had to put I had to gather to put that obelisk in rice. And it's it's just a short-term solution. It's not going to do it. I got to get this mm -mm. thing into that obelisk. I have a feeling this whole obelisk thing is just going to be like just another kid at Christmas. Like he brought out the microscopes. He put his hand all over the microscope. He got some seawater. He's looking at the algae. But we know in two weeks that thing's just going to be put in the garage. Mm -hmm. It's going to gather dust just like the telescope, the just like the volcano no, this experiment. Is, no, it's not like that. I, this obelisk is life. This is mm -hmm. this is what I do. 
Uh, Yareth uh, proceeds to like divvy up the gold. It's about like 20 gold a person. Kind of a subpar uh, charge. I try to make a case for Cream to get um, <laughs> tipped out as well. Yareth uh, <laughs> hates, hates this argument. <laughs> Yareth is like, I don't understand. Is it Grib's portion? No, no. Or? They were there the whole time. I saw Cream carrying a little strawberry um to one of the guests uh, so yeah okay i don't i don't know that that we never had sort of any sort of fiscal arrangement with your pet specifically that's interesting carrying that a you strawberry to one time i think does not they're really more of a family member yeah co- co-pilot for life yeah dog is my co-pilot uh, I, I, <laughs> as you argue about this you look at bexy uh who's staring out at the pier at grib from a distance as y'all pull away and she's like you broke my fucking heart. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetheart. You broke my fucking heart. Oh my uh, god. Next time and... on Party Barge. <laughs> we'll be- <laughs> Is there anything else the, the folks on the boat want to do before we shift our focus a little bit? Um, no, I, no, I don't think so. I'm holding cream. I have her wrapped in kind of a thing that you might use for a human baby child, and she's strapped to my <laughs> chest. Cream is baby Bjorn to Nance's <laughs> chest. <laughs> Legs splayed out. Uh, <laughs> Tail straight down. <laughs> the vibes on the ship have never been better. This is a, a new seagrass crew and enriched by... The trials of what they went through. Turbine now holding the key to saving the obelisk. I play a tune from the bard uh, Jimmy Buffett, um, a classic. <laughs> the, the the well-known bard bard is known throughout the land. I, I remember from before I became a sorcerer from my old barding days. I think I remember a few a few tunes about um, sipping on potions on the beach and toes in the sand, things like that. You know. <laughs> Drifting away in Potion yeah. Ritaville. <laughs> oh, my As God. Sipping the turbine sings uh, fake Jimmy Buffett songs on <laughs> concertina or whatever. Hurdy gurdy. Um, I'm actively losing tips. People are taking tips away from me. <laughs> As, <I'm laughs> As you see the, uh, once again, see the fabric or sorry, the corduroy of the universe and sail off. <laughs> Grib, you watch as the seagrass leaves your view and take a breath and and look back towards your new destination. Jesse Dugan Sr. has like contracted some kind of horse and carriage or, or, you know, a little wagon to to take the rest of their supplies on to the rest of their journey. And uh, he's like, all right, man, um, let's get going. It looks like a very well-worn path up to where you would now know is Fort Cutler, the destination where his diplomatic journey Ah, Fort Cutler. How far into town do we need to go? Um, well, the fort itself is run by the Cutler family, and uh, it shouldn't be much further up. They, they like, kind of look over, I think, the forest, the Endless Holt itself, and um, I think up around that bend is sort of the gate, so... Uh, let's let's get going. I guess. Thanks for hey 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 guy. Thanks for the help. I really appreciate you. And how much will be paying me? You know, um, what what feels fair to you? I'll say that. 
Ah, uh, well, you tipped everybody out 20 gold, and I assume this will be quite much more dangerous, so I feel fine saying 50, but then again, this is a fake. It's all fake. <laughs> <laughs> Glad, we're, Glad we're really stepping out this uh, bargain right now. Uh, so yeah, 50 gold. All right, sure. He agrees. And uh, you you guys start heading up. Can we get more details uh, on that contract? Is there like an option to extend if uh, <laughs> you know, they're happy with Grib's work or you know, maybe some sort of sure. some sort of royalty structure in play. <laughs> some some portion of loot if you're looting, you know, uh, these things are important. Mm, mm-hmm. We can uh, have our lawyers look it over and, and really figure that stuff out. Um, and uh, he he and you and uh, the the driver of the little buggy head out to the fort you wind up this bend yeah it's once again like the mountains of switzerland it's these are really tall beautiful mountains and as you kind of come around this bend you see like a large massive wooden full trees that are like kind of cut at the top to have this like kind of fort mm. look it's very dense i mean it it's it's very much like blocking this little valley to like make a a very fortified entrance to this fort and as you approach a man in a green cloak who is clearly working there pops his head up over the gate and he's like, um, state your business, please. And at this, Jesse Dugan Sr. pipes up and he like clears his throat and he's like, this elephant man has tainted my luggage. Uh, get him. Uh, he's, he's done something wrong. He, he's, he's a, he's an agent of chaos. And I turn into a crow. 15, 20 dudes with bows <laughs> pull their bows. And I turn into a crow. Aim their, uh, can you turn into a crow? What are can your you hit points oh, as I can't. a crow? I, fu- I, I, can't. Thought you, I thought you weren't. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I thought we had the other this bird discussion. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I haven't rested or anything. Great. I look at him and I, you dirty bastard. I'm going to kill you. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to see life leave your eyes. Do you understand that? <laughs> You swine. As as all of Fun. these archers aim their bows down at you, we're going to end. <gasps> wow. What's going to happen? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, fuck off, dude. This guy sucks, dude. This guy sucks. The whole next season will be me adding things to the chili, like sour cream, <laughs> onions. <Yeah>. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like- yeah. First episode is tracking down one onion. Second episode is finding a can of beans. Wow. Uh, of course, it's a jalapeno chili. We know that. So we got to get those jalapenos. Third third episode, I get a telegram saying Grib is dead. Uh, and then we move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Oh, you don't wow. go to the funeral? Oh, oh my Gosh. God. Well, hey, Fuck. I mean, that's the end of the second arc. Uh, we'll have it one more arc bark. Uh, but thank you to Turbine... Spizzle Sink, aka Mike Trap, for seeing us through two arcs. Yes. Thank, you. Thank you to Nance, Nance Ray. Thanks, Nancy Ray. Gan. <laughs> Nancy Ray, uh, for joining us for this arc. And, you know, of mm. course, would love to see if there's a mix in the future hey. where uh, either of these characters join us again and find more about the obelisk and more about wow. Nance's chili. <laughs> um, but the next arc will carry on with Grib and a few new characters who you will learn more about. Maybe on the next arc. <gasps> wow. Ooh, I can't wait to hear. Uh, can we go out on Cheeseburger um, in Paradise? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, can we make it sort of parody-ish? Uh, is there a version? Yeah. yeah well, uh, I don't gosh. know. I don't... Cheeseburger I've never Paradise. heard it, so I could just sing it. <laughs> yeah, that's how a parody works. That's exactly how parody works. Yeah, go for it. 
You a got a point. cheeseburger in paradise. Da, 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 da. That's not far. That's actually pretty honestly close. pretty close. Cheeseburger in paradise. Wow. I got two cheeseburgers out uh, right. of paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for listening to Arc 2 of the Rotating Heroes podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed it. If you have and you want more Rotating Heroes in your life, you can listen to the Rotating Heroes podcast over on our Patreon, where you'll get access to episodes months early. That's patreon.com forward slash rotating heroes. You'll also be able to hear the exclusive Arc Box, which is where this crew talks about what just happened in the last episode. In this arc, we have Jacob Waisaki playing Grib, Mike Trap playing Turbine Fizzlezink, and Allie Beardsley playing Nancy Ray Gan. Your DM was Zach Oyama, and this episode was produced and edited by Zach Oyama and Jasper William Cartwright. That's me. Bye.